You're listening to Create Wealth Through Franchising, and I'm your host, Kim Daly. In my 20 years as a franchise consultant, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their dreams of building and scaling franchise businesses to create wealth. The interview you're about to hear can also be found on my YouTube channel, where I post new franchising content multiple times per week. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Kim Daily TV. My special guest for you today, he is a cash flowing expert. He's become a friend of mine. His name is Chris Miles. He calls himself the anti-financial advisor. Chris, welcome to Kim Daily TV. Hey, I'm so excited to be here, Kim. It's awesome just always to be with you. Always fun to have a conversation with you. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here as well. Thank you so much. I was a guest on Chris's podcast a while ago. His podcast is Money Ripples. Is that the name of the podcast or That's the right. name of your company? Money Ripples. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I love the format of his podcast. It's very similar to the Daily Coaches format. Um, and I learned, I got to know Chris, and then we've shared some clients over the years, and we're, we just enjoy each other. We have a mutual audience and a mutual respect for what each other does because we're teaching people to invest their money basically in themselves. <laughs> right? Exactly. So Chris yep. today, he's an expert. He's a cash flowing expert. This is the anti-financial advisor, Chris, what does that mean? It means uh, anything you hear from financial advisors is pretty much crap. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> I, mean, I love it. I mean, now what, let me be more specific. It doesn't mean the financial advisors are bad people. I like financial advisors. There are a lot of good people, good-hearted people there. But what I mean is the whole old financial philosophy of save everything, spend nothing, save it forever, and basically save it in crappy mutual funds and stocks to hopefully someday have something to me is just, it hasn't worked. Right. I, and I was that financial advisor 20 years ago. I was doing the same thing. Um, I was raised by that strict saver kind of parent, like my dad, you know, he was, he was like the, the Dave Ramsey's older brother that Dave Ramsey looked up to, right? Like he was like living on rice and beans himself. Um, plus diet Pepsi, you know, he, and cigarettes, he loves that stuff too. Um, but he was doing that. And he was paying off his house early. He was saving his 401ks, doing everything right. Yet, after I became a financial advisor and he said, hey, Chris, I want you to talk to me. Instead of him teaching me financial principles that turned the tables, where literally I was sitting at his table, looking at his numbers when he's 61 years old. And, and I looked at him and I said, all right, dad, well, based on this, you, yeah, you've done everything right, apparently, but you only have five years to live on. So pretty much you better hope you die in five years after retirement. <laughs> yeah, not what he was hoping to hear. Not at 61. <laughs> no, definitely not. Like he was he was hoping to hear like, "Oh, I did a good job." And I was like, "Well, you've did everything right, but it's just not enough." And and it was a big awakening for me because he he didn't like that answer, but he was like, well, "What do I do?" I'm like, "Well, you could sell off your house and invest it, but I wouldn't trust to put that in the stock market." And I was selling the stock market. I was like, "I wouldn't trust that." And so I was left kind of dumbfounded and a, a feeling like a salesman in a suit. Because I realized at that point that I really was. That, you know, he wasn't becoming financially free with that advice. I was on the same path as him. And even when I looked around the office, even the financial advisors weren't financially free. There's guys working there since the 1970s, still needing to work there if it weren't for the commissions they were earning. And then I looked at all my clients and they were in the same boat or worse. And that's when I realized this doesn't work. Why are we teaching it like it does? 
And so at that point, I said, I can't teach this anymore and stay in integrity. Even though my pocketbook's tied to it, I can't do this anymore. I gotta get out. And so I left, uh, decided I was gonna be a mortgage broker and teach ballroom dancing on the side. And, and uh, But while doing that, I started to meet people that were doing things like alternative investing, like real estate investing and things of that nature, where they're actually creating real passive income at much higher returns and safer returns than I ever showed anybody in the stock market. And by applying those same things myself, I myself, just before I turned 29, became financially independent to where I could work because I want to, not because I have to. And that's really what we teach people to do is how to get to the point where you have enough passive income coming in, you work because you want to, not because you have to. I love it. So many of the people that I work with, this is why I love Chris, because our candidates are sort of the same people, like our clients are. So, you know, people, when they maybe have a W-2 event, like laid off and they start thinking about, okay, I want more control. So they may think about a business and hopefully they find Kim Daly and we talk about franchising. But a lot of the um, more established investors that I work with come to me with very established real estate portfolios. Maybe they own investments in crypto or um, self-storage, ATMs, but all, all of that for most of them funnels back to, you know, funding that partially through their infinite banking policies where they're using their, they, they basically are acting as their own bank, right? My, one of my, my business mentors loves to say, Kim, which businesses have the best buildings in town, right? The banks. Why? Because they're making a lot of money. So like, what if you could be your own banker? I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. Tell me more. And before we started recording, I told Chris, so I have two banks of daily now. And I actually just deployed um, most of the money in one of them into a cash flowing asset. I was offered an opportunity of ownership in a company that is going to return to me quarterly dividends. And it was the perfect opportunity to deploy this money that I have into this bank. So with that set up, Chris, tell the, the audience of Kim Daily TV a little bit about what is infinite banking for those that may have never heard of this concept. Yeah, it's a, it, this, the vehicle you're using is actually whole life insurance, right? Um, and I, I know everybody poo-poos on it. In fact, I did when I was a financial advisor. I told everybody it's horrible. It sucks. The waste of money. Don't do it. You can make more money investing elsewhere, which is 100% true. It's actually true. In fact, most of those, those whole life policies, even infinite banking policies suck. Uh, like they really, you really pay too much in commissions and fees that it's just not worth it. Uh, in fact, I was actually reminiscing. I actually bought an infinite banking policy uh, about 15 years ago. But the way the guy set it up, it was, it was so expensive that I ended up losing it during the recession. I couldn't afford to keep paying the premiums when my business was suffering during that period of time. And uh, so you don't want to do that. So infinite banking, the, the way that I like to teach is more max ROI infinite banking, right? And what that means is, is that you have this tax-free supercharged savings account. Um, it's kind of like having a Roth IRA, but you can access it whenever you want, use it for whatever the heck you want. Um, and the great thing is, and this is the, the best part, is that the cash that's inside of it, because yeah, there's the death benefit, but we don't really focus on that a whole lot. We focus more on the cash value that's inside of it, which is your tax-free savings account. Um, the cool thing is you're making a lot more than point nothing percent like you make at the bank, right? So you're making a lot more money. Oh, by the way, in most states, it's 100% protected from lawsuits and creditors. You could have millions in there. No one can get to it. There's hardly anywhere you can invest other than maybe a 401k where you can get that kind of benefit. But um, the best part of it is instead of like trying to think of it like this retirement vehicle like I was taught in the beginning, think of it like this. Think of it like a savings account that you can use to invest today. 
Because if you set it up right, you should have available at least 75 to 80% of what you paid into it from day one. So if you paid in, say, $25,000, you should have roughly about $20,000 you can use to go and invest right away if you want. And the reason you do that, and you mentioned the whole bank of daily, right? The BOD, you know, I like that. You know, <laughs> the bank of daily, the thing is, you, here's the myth. Everybody tells you you're, you're, you're your own bank, you're borrowing from yourself. That's totally bullcrap. It's not true. Um, you are actually getting a line of credit from either a bank or from the insurance company that you don't have monthly payments on, for that matter. You can pay it back however, whenever you want. But that line of credit is secured by the collateral that's sitting in this savings account inside the life insurance, right? So you don't ever touch this money. This money is not being touched at all. You're just getting a separate line of credit from the bank or the insurance company saying, hey, we'll lend you this money and charge you interest for it. And you can use that money where, for whatever you want. Here's the key, though. While they're charging you interest over here, you're still earning all the interest over here, which is usually more than what you're paying in interest over here. That is how you become like the bank. Because remember, the banks don't really have their own money. They just borrow money from you, don't they? They borrow your money from your savings account and then turn around and loan it to somebody else at a higher interest rate. That's exactly what you're doing. But you actually get to double dip on this because what happens is that not only do you have the money growing over here and earning a spread above and beyond what you're paying on the interest on the loan. So even if you did nothing with it, you still make a little bit of money. The cool thing is while you're making money there, you can also use it to invest in your business. You can both go buy real estate. You can go buy your own commercial building for your business or whatever it might be. You can go do anything you want with that money. You can gamble it away at Vegas if you wanted to. But the cool thing is wherever you're, wherever you're making money over here, you can also make it over here at the same time. Therefore, your money does two jobs at once. That's the big difference because everybody will tell you like the Dave Ramsey saying, oh, it's not worth it. Just buy term invest the difference. Well, term still costs you money. You never get it back until you die. Here, if you do it right, this will pay for itself by the third year and actually have just as much, if not more money, by the fifth year that you pay into it. So it actually becomes cheaper than term insurance when it's set up right. Yeah, mine. I'm very efficient, as I'm told. Um, And it also depends on your age and your health and all those things too, right? Because the life insurance, death benefit part of it, they're gambling on you and they want you to be a healthy person before they, you know, to determine how much they're going to allow you to take, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's a big, it's, there's always variables there, but the younger and healthier you are, generally speaking, if you're like 30s, 40s, those are like the best returning times right there for your money. Right. Right. So, and it's kind of generational wealth too, right? I meet a lot of people that are trying to like invest in a franchise and they're not just thinking about themselves. They may be looking at, you know, how can I build a legacy that I can leave for my kids? And this is sort of that generational wealth, right? That's right. That's, that's the cool thing is that, not only does it, is it like a Roth IRA, but without all the limits and stupid rules that you get with it, right? Where it grows tax-free, comes out tax-free when you use it, but also the death benefit is tax-free as well. So really, if you do it right, everything about it is tax-free. And even just recently, when I taught some of my clients, um, whether you have a health savings account or use it for business purposes, right, um, you're able to get some other additional tax benefits from it as well. Like, for example, if I were to borrow this, you know, the money to use my business, just like if I were using a credit card, all that interest that they charge me is a tax write-off. It's a business expense. <laughs> right. So so now I'm getting a tax benefit from the interest I'm paying anyways, plus I'm making more in interest regardless, but that's tax-free. And then I'm investing it wherever I want. If I invest in my business, of course, we get tax benefits there. So it's almost like a way you get like this triple win-win-win kind of combo with taxes and, and ways you can use it. Right. It's kind of about the velocity of the money. It's getting that money moving. 
it's a totally different mindset. And I know when I first heard about it, I was like, what? It took me two or three iterations of that. Like, hey, show me again. Tell me again. Like, uh -huh. sort of, I get it. And then I'd be like, yeah, but wait, you know, and then I'd be like, okay, tell me again. And I even have to say, I bought my first policy and I still was like, oh my God, I made the wrong decision. Like, you know, and I was freaking out. And then I, but once you do it, especially once you put the money in and you're moving the money out of it to invest it in something and you're like, oh, so the money that I put in is still earning versus if I had that money in the stock market, because that's what I did, guys. I took money from the stock market to put into this. So when I took it out of the stock market, gone, right? When I put the money into this insurance policy and then I just took it out to invest it into a business that I'm going to have ownership in, well, my money's still invested. I was like, oh, <laughs> now I see, right? So yes, I pay interest on that kind of quote loan, if you will, mm -hmm. but I don't really? have to pay the loan back, right? I'm going to make no. my premium payments. Well, you do have a balloon payment on the loan. It's, it's your death. That's your deadline. Right, for it's off. subtracted from the right. end event, but the end game is so big anyway, and that's not what we're doing that's it right. for, right? So yeah. yeah. And, I mean, say like, and that's the cool thing is that you can actually live, you know, live off your life insurance, right? You can actually use that cash value, use it up. And, and let's just say you borrow, right? You are borrowing money, but say you do borrow a million dollars. Well, let's say the death, but if it's 3 million, well, what happens at death is that they just pay off your million dollar loan that was due to them anyways. They get that money back. And then the other 2 million still pays your family and your estate tax-free. Yeah, exactly. And you, know, and you mentioned like with business, the cool thing, you know, as a business owner, like you said, uh, and it's, it's good to have your money liquid. I think one of the biggest mistakes business owners make is they're not liquid with their money. Right. And how I use it now, I, I know I can use it for double dipping, but I also use it as a place to store my money because wow. every time we talk to a business owner, they always say, man, like I've got, you know, maybe 300,000 or half a million just sitting in our checking account, earning nothing. And we're getting killed by inflation. Mm -hmm. Well, I can keep my money here. And just so you know, whenever you get loans with the banks, they will not ever count IRAs or 401ks or any of that junk, right? That stock market stuff, they never count as liquid reserves when you're trying to get a loan. When they look at you, they want liquid assets. They look at checking, savings, money markets, and guess what? Life insurance cash value because it, they know it is liquid and it's guaranteed to not lose money. And so for that reason, there's like, well, yeah, that counts. So often when I go get loans, even when I'm buying real estate, and they say, we want to see proof that you have funds. I say, great. And I just send them a real-time statement of my life insurance. I don't even send them my, my savings account. That's for my online savings or anything. I just send them that statement. And they say, check, next, moving on. Um, here's what's also cool. Uh, people that are trying to qualify to get their kids into college, right? Like, like I know when you're making a lot of income, people are like, yeah, you can't really qualify for getting scholarships for schools. That's not true. Um, you can still... Yeah, have a lot of income, still be able to get those scholarships without your kid having to be a genius or sports star, right? <laughs> but many people will try to save in these 529 plans for their kids, which is, you know, they're a joke, especially when the market tanks. Then you lost your money right before you have to pay the college tuition. That's dumb. But instead, we can put our money here. And guess what? This money does not count. It does not count at all against you for saving for college. So when they look at your assets, this doesn't count as an asset. So even though the bank counts as an asset, whenever you're trying to get a business loan or a, real, a mortgage loan or anything else, they do not count as an asset on your financial aid forms for college. So it's kind of invisible there. Plus, like I said, invisible for lawsuits and creditors. So it's now it might sound like this is too good to be true. Um, and it can seem like that. 
But the truth is there's still costs, right? There's still those initial first year costs and things like that. If you're not in great health or if you're a smoker, this is not necessarily the best thing to do. Um, I had a guy who was a dentist that wanted to get it. He was in his 50s, but he said, hey, I'm 400 pounds. I'm probably not going to pass anything. And I said, you're probably right, but your wife is healthy. Plus women live longer and she's a little bit younger. Let's use her instead. We're throwing in like over $100,000 a year into this plan. And, and guess what? They've been using this to go and invest in different business ventures with oil and gas industry and with, with real estate and all kinds of stuff making money off of it. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of ways to use it. But again, you have to have the right parameters. And of course, um, sadly enough, 99.99% of insurance agents do not even know how to do this correctly. They will do it to where you'll pay too much in fees. Yeah. This is why I wanted him on the show, guys. He's an expert. If this conversation has inspired you, Chris, where should people reach out to you? Oh, I mean, they can just you know go like this. Yes. <laughs> don't reach out. <laughs> don't literally reach out to me. Okay. No, the best thing you can do is people you money... find you, Chris Miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully don't stalk me, uh, but you can go to moneyripples.com. That's the best way to get more information. I even have a YouTube channel, Money Ripples, that we even have a playlist about infinite banking. So you can see more about it, even like how Walt Disney used it as collateral to be able to, bu to, to really buy Disney World. He wasn't able to get a loan until he had used his life insurance as collateral. Then the bank gave him the loan for Disney World, which the rest is history. Interesting story. I didn't even know that one. So I yeah. love it. Thank you so much for being my special guest and sharing your expertise. And, you know, everything that Chris said today, guys, this, this can be used to fund your franchise investment or any other investment. You know, this whole YouTube channel for Kim Daly is really just about inspiring dreams and helping people figure out everyday people how to make your dreams reality through a franchise, through other types of investments. And that's what we try to do here on this channel. And I, I know that Chris has been very educational today, and I hope that this has inspired you. And if so, please find him at moneyripples.com. Chris, thank you so much for being my guest. Always a fun pleasure, Kim. Thank you. Until next time, my name is Kim Daly, and I want to be your daily coach. If you found this inspiring, please contact me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My consulting services are totally free to you. Again, that email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. I can't wait to hear from you.